Oh, I I don't think. Uh, oh, I I I don't I, I. Oh, there we go. There we go. The all right. So now this should work. And now this should work. All right. And now it I says live. I need to turn the volume up before I start the music. Hey, everyone. It's that time again. It's Monday. It's 8. And it's time for... Insert title here. So, uh... Isn't that right? <laughs> and joining me here is... I'm Johnny Gators. Joining me here is uh, Brian Blues. With another new hat. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's not the same hat as last week? No, no, I was wearing... I think I was wearing a... No, I was wearing the... Uh, the what do you call that, right? Okay. Was oh, yeah. Before? Oh, no, you were wearing that like a month ago, I think. Oh, was I wearing this, th this thing? Oh, that thing. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, so how many of these hats do you gotta have? Gotta be different every week. I see. Huh? Now, do you buy like a new one each week for the upcoming show? Well, I haven't bought one. I just... I actually brought this to the uh, Maker Fair that we're going to talk about later. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a, so, a fun week. Yeah. You go into fairs and, uh, and and no Mars. Mars would not go with you. Is well, well, to be to be to be honest to him, when I kind of asked if he was interested, he kind of had this cagey answer kind of. I, I wasn't sure if he really wanted to go, he, but he did say that. Well, you'll be going there and taking a lot of pictures. And in fact, I did. And I was kind of happy to go by myself because, you know, I, my interest in somebody, anybody else's interest would just been in conflict. So well, I don't know. So Mar I tweeted a bunch. Mars is pretty easy going. He probably would have just, uh, hey. He well, I was thinking if I would ask him, I'd ask if he'd be my cameraman for some video work. And, and I would be on camera and I would have, well, the guy with the, vision impairment to be my cameraman yeah, i was uh, i was gonna suggest the same thing actually i was gonna say yeah, have him take the pictures but uh I, I in fact i didn't even step in front of the camera to to talk uh most of the video was just kind of pointed at this kind of object and but i i haven't edited this or even previewed the stuff to to post it on youtube but i intend to all right and we'll make be sure to tweet the link once that gets posted and yeah, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, so um, yeah, that was cool. Uh, I, I so that was uh, what Saturday. Saturday, yeah, yeah. The fair was uh, Friday, kind of Friday evening, Saturday and Sunday. So cool. And you know, one of the big names that was there was Adam Savage, you know, formerly of uh, MythBusters, right? Oh, cool. And I know that on Sunday he spoke. You know, I didn't see him on Saturday, but. He spoke on Sunday. That would have been kind of cool to see, but I didn't know when he was coming on, so I kind of go, "Well, what the heck?" Um, yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, I, so here's our show. Here's our show. Yeah, we uh, another another week has gone by, and um, you, you know, I, I got to tell you, I have not touched my Raspberry Pi all week long. I I mean, uh, last weekend I I had fun with it. I played with it. I was all excited about it, and then I put it down. And my mind completely went off of it. And this and this weekend, 
this this just past weekend i i just didn't even have time to think about a raspberry pi i uh i have way too many hobbies and way too many projects you know you know what that's like oh i know exactly what it's like <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think. Well, Do we I, want to take a look around here? Uh. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, yeah. Show us. And, and and you still have the same pile of boxes over to the other side. Same pile of boxes on the other side there. Yep. So there's even more that could be done. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. But uh, no, you know, I I have a little bit of exciting news uh, this week. I, oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next next week, I have a in person uh, job interview coming up. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, yeah. No, this was uh, this happened really fast. I mean, here's the thing: I've been looking for jobs online because you know what I'm doing right now. It's temporary work. Yeah, you, you know it's 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 not. They have no interest in hiring me on full time, and and then then you know there's. No place for me to advance within the current environment, and it's not the type of environment I really want to work in for a long term. I mean, I'm not on. Uh, it's not horrible working conditions. I'm not working under awful conditions with awful people. I'm working with great people. They're nice people, and uh, my supervisor appreciates my work. And you know, he's like, "Hey, if I, you know, was a high enough member of management and I could like hire people, I, you know, hey, if I, you know, if I'm working somewhere else someday, I, I might give you a call, you know. But uh, right now, all I could do is redo your contract. So uh, <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at. And it's like, okay, well, it's you know, find the real job. And it's been I, I, I've been thinking about you know I, I, you know me I I can't pick just one thing I want to do so I've got kind of like three directions I'm kind of looking at and you know one is the easy um, uh, logical uh, thing would be to you know find a job here in the Boston area that pays more and is long term and settle down here I'm close enough to family uh, from here close enough to friends from here. And, uh, you know, hey, I was going to settle down in Maine even after Seth moved out of Maine, so I'm not opposed to just settling down someplace in New England. I mean, uh, hey, this is half the distance from my family than Maine was. So if I was going to be happy there, surely I'd be happy just to, you know, settle down here. Um, the the other option, of course, is uh, I really like uh, Bennington up there where Gothard is uh, living. And uh, that, that looks like a place that'd be much more affordable to buy a house. There's just not much in the way of jobs there. Albany's a 45-minute drive away. So, you know, I've been scoping out the jobs in Albany. And there's just not as many job listings for Albany as there are for Boston. So that's not been panning out. I've not even gotten a phone interview for anything in Albany. And then, of course, there's New Jersey, which, you know, but that's home. That's... Uh, my people, New Jersey. I'm a Jersey guy. That's, you know. Uh, so, you know, I've been uh, applying to jobs there. Uh, not getting any phone calls on those, though. Um, I find that I'm more likely to get phone calls about jobs I didn't apply to than I am to get phone calls about jobs I do apply to. It's, <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> isn't that funny? Hey, it's shit coming out of the blue. <laughs> It's, uh, but usually it's the phone call is a recruiter that that is just trying to you know batch you know buzzwords off of my resume to buzzwords off of a listing, and, and we talk, and then I never hear back from them. 
So, you know, that's, but, but, but I find that funny that I, I am more likely to get a call about something I didn't apply to than something I did apply to. And then it never goes anywhere. Um, and, but the problem with New Jersey is, although, you know, New Jersey to me feels like a little more logical than settling down in Massachusetts, it's a little less affordable uh, than settling down in Massachusetts. I, I tell you, I, I look at like the rental prices in in new jersey and i'm like yeah i'm gonna need to get a job that pays a lot i can't just find some temporary work there and, and, and sell it unless i get like a tiny apartment and store all my stuff in my dad's basement which um doable if i really absolutely you know i'm like jersey is where i want to go but like i said i haven't been getting calls about anything i'm applying to there um so well, there's always that problem that since you're not living in Jersey or in a location, you know, they're kind of go, oh, here's an out-of-towner. You know, we don't want to call them or something absurd like that. You, you know what's odd? Like nowadays, it's impo- important that there's a long-distance phone call involved or something. It, you know, that's not, even a, that's not even an issue anymore except for somebody that's old school and doesn't know. Yeah. Although it, in fact, speaking, speaking of that, I, I had this story. Mm-hmm. Several years ago, we went to Maui, right? Right. Of course, we like to go to Maui. We haven't been in a few years. And we went to this little festival, you know, like, you know, in California, you got a wine and cheese festival as well. This was a whale festival. So I'm walking around there, all these booths and stuff like this. And this woman came up to me, you know, strange woman, whatever, says, uh, oh, can I use your phone call? I have to, I have to call somebody, it's, you know, like from some fucking emergency, right? Right. Uh, it's a local call. And I just looked at her and I said, well, it's not a local phone. <laughs> it doesn't work that way which, anymore. Which it doesn't work that way, but it was a perfect way to trap her into, oh, you know, to think about it, how stupid her comment was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, some, so, sometimes you say something. I mean, I could have said it was roaming because that back then roaming was still kind of an issue, but it would, that would have been a lie. Right. I just said, well, it's not a local phone, which isn't a lie. But yeah. of course, it's bullshit for her problem. Yeah, because and, sometimes you, know, like, you want to find an excuse. It not... didn't look like anybody was bleeding, you know. This right. Lady, you know, so, you know, come on, lady. It, it, you know, sometimes someone asks, and, and, and you want you don't want to be an asshole, but you don't want to hand over the phone either because, you know, it's my yeah. phone. Who the hell are you? Um, yeah. Actually, at the at the fair when I was leaving, I got in my truck because I, I brought my uh, Nissan Xterra there. And this guy came by. I said, oh, his hood is up. He says, hey, do you got some jumper cables? You look like the perfect kind of vehicle to have jumper cables. And I kind of go, oh, man, you're absolutely right. But I don't have jumper cables. <laughs> you know, this is a new truck. Sorry, man. I, I would have helped you out. But. But no, no cables. Uh, as it turns out, he had triple A's, and and in minutes, the triple gay guy was guy showed up. So it's like, yeah. Well, going back to the phone, he, he really didn't need me. Uh, going back to the phone, that reminds me uh, one time uh, when I was on Bart, and uh, some lady had uh, casually picked up someone else's purse when it was left unattended or something like that. I don't know how the situation came about, but some lady was holding a purse. And some other lady uh, was trying to get the purse back from her. 
and she was uh, being very uh, angry about, no, it's my purse. That's not your purse. It's my purse. And, and it was uh, the type of thing that, you know, I, I started quietly and casually trying to find the, you know, video recording app on this phone. And this was like the uh, one of my first um, phones that I got working at Tharco. So it was like the Windows phone before Windows phone was a thing. It was like the the phone with like the Windows uh, ver- version. I, I mean. Is it a thing yet? Well, Windows Phone. Well, before the thing that they call Windows Phone, what w- was there? Uh, you, you know, uh, they uh, had uh, phones with Windows yeah. on them before they had Windows Phones. Right, 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 right. Right, yeah. you know, like like the. You were. I, I was making into it like it's a thing. Right, you know? right. Well, no, it's a thing. It's just not a thing that a lot of people. Just a regular thing, right. a lowercase thing. But this is that an uppercase thing. This is one of those phones that had like the little keyboard on it with the little like each letter was a little button in a little actual yeah, yeah. key. And, and so I'm trying to find a place on this phone to to you know start taking video because I know it can. I just don't know how. Um, because I wasn't using the phone that much to do that type of stuff. And, and, you know, so I'll try to quietly do this so I can get some video of the angry lady and the fight that's about to break out on the BART. And, and they, the fight eventually works its way to the car, uh, the next car over, as one person tries to escape through the door and the other person follows over. And, you know, some of us are kind of like laughing about the situation in there. And I'm just like, gee, it's just a bummer I couldn't find the camera app before uh, they uh, took the fight over there. Ah. And the guy behind me goes, oh, hey, I need to make a phone call. Can I borrow that? <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, like i don't want to be an asshole but i don't want to i don't know who this is. this is a guy on a bart tray what could possibly go wrong uh so right, i right, i basically exactly. you know but right. i had the perfect excuse no it's my work phone i you know was that I, before obama phone became available i don't know well the obama phone was actually probably. a program from that dates back to the w administration so it probably was around it probably wasn't it might be before the term Obama phone became. Oh, did, did, oh, did, did I didn't know that it was available when the when I, uh, was signed. I, that's what I've read or heard someplace. Now, don't oh, okay. you know what? I, I might need some verification on there, but I believe the Obama phone was actually okay. a W uh, program, or, or I, I, I don't know. Well, because conservative definitely made that into a big joke. Mm. But you know, I mean, I don't really care. No, no. But um, well, the point is that hey. The person nowadays could get an Obama phone if they can't afford it. There you go. Oh, and who the hell doesn't have a phone? But uh, if you want to write in on your phone, uh, I, I did forget to give out all the information. NHB Live uh, through Skype and AOL Instant Messenger at NHB Radio on Twitter. And uh, hey, uh, with your Obama phone, you can even give us a call on our uh, Obama number, uh, 984-664-2723. Although Dune can't use that number. <laughs> it's not really an Obama number. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. That you, was a joke. You, you know, joke. I, I, I had a situation. Uh, I, I talked about this some on the Dune and Bob show on, uh, yesterday. Um, Dune usually keeps a close eye on the Twitters. Uh, so I, I noticed Venison had retweeted uh, something. I think it was Venison. Had retweeted something about, uh, I'd rather a potato be the president than Donald Trump. And I thought that was funny. And and so I that was I saw that and that was hilarious. Yes, and, and I mean I, I mean who gives a shit, right? And Come as on. I as I went to retweet, I thought to myself, Dune is going to hate this, and I retweeted it anyways. And so you know, I I, I said this to Dune absolutely missed it, didn't see it. So it's like, wow, you actually can get one in under him every now and then. But uh, <laughs> but but to Dune, in my defense, 
I really like potatoes. So there you go. Yeah. It's okay because Actually, I really like potatoes. That I said, hey, I wonder if Bosco is running. And then I put the ad, the link to Bosco, uh, the dog that's the mayor of Sonol, Sonol, California. No, I thought you were talking about this, Bosco, this the chocolate syrup. No, no, there was the the short story is there are people in the town of Sonol that wanted to incorporate and uh, and hire a mayor and do all this kind of crap and have an election, and there were a lot of people who says no, let's stay unincorporated. So when there was this ballot for mayor, they had this dog that was listed as the candidate, and Bosco won. <laughs> well, Bosco died. Okay, and they had him stuff, and he's mounted in this bar that's in in Sonol. So to this, I guess to this very day, you can go see Bosco, and he is a, still officially the mayor of Sonol. Well, I I would think there'd be requirements that he would not meet in order to be able to run and be on the ballot, though. Apparently, they didn't set those rules away uh, right away, that's, so uh, he qualified and it got on in the past. And he he's been grandfathered so. in. There you go. Right. Uh, now, the thing is that I mean, that would be another point is that if they have another election, will they let him run again? Or are they going to say, well, he's termed out? Do they have terminal limitations? We've got to check out their constitution there to find that out. Right, right. Um, Maybe they'll find some cat, right? Cat's right. rule. Uh, Helios writes in, are you busy? Nah, we're just doing a show. Uh, Helios writes in, what's uh, what up? Um. And was up there. Thank you, Helios. Was up is, uh, oh, yeah, I was talking about the job opportunity. So that was kind of what I've been doing. So I've been going onto the job sites that I frequent and applying to jobs around the Boston area, uh, in New Jersey, and in Albany, and uh, not been getting any calls back, uh, callbacks on those, really. Um, but uh, one day, I'm going through my emails, and every now and then LinkedIn sends me an email because I have a LinkedIn account. I'm on their site, and LinkedIn wants me to go on their site. So if they email me stuff, I'm more likely to click on a link and go on their site. And um, normally I just delete emails that I didn't ask for. But I happen to notice that it was a list of job listings through LinkedIn uh, in your area that you might be interested in. And usually they're no good and they're not really much of a match. But there was one that stood out that was some kind of like a help desk position in Boston. And um, I clicked and I looked at it. Now, the thing is, is, it said Boston. It didn't say like one of the towns outside of Boston. It said Boston. So I'm like, is this in downtown Boston? Because I don't know if I really want to commute to downtown Boston. And that's kind of a pain. And anytime I've thought about that, it's kind of like I, I don't I don't see how I could make that really work. But I decided, you know what? It doesn't hurt to apply to this. I don't know where this is. And besides, it said senior help desk uh, position uh, in one of the descriptions. So I'm like, it's a senior role. It probably pays better. Uh, let's let's just, you know, click the button, s submit the the, the uh, application and, and we'll see what happens. And. I get like a call the next, uh, no, I get an email the next day to set up a phone call for an initial screening. And so I'm like, okay. And so I get the initial screening, which is, you know, the HR rep who kind of asks 
you to talk about your background and you know how many people have you killed in the past 10 years none okay you got that one right uh you know the typical first phone call stuff um and and she's like okay well we'll set up a a phone call with you with the uh you know the head of the department uh he'll, he'll phone interview you and so that uh happened today and that went well cool and cool. uh yeah and and, and so it, it, that was like it, and that was only a 15 minute call cuz you know he's telling me about the, the position the job and the, the company and uh asked me to tell him about about myself and this time I did a little more prep because usually it's like I know who I am I know what I've done and you know I I got this and then the last uh, time I went in for an in person interview I absolutely bombed um although in my defense the interviewer was absolutely bored out of his mind and uh, i i had a feeling that he was going through the motions and already had a candidate in mind for this because he i i could not engage him in any personal chit chat or anything and he kept on hitting on questions that were you know about technical skills what do you know about exchange i'm like well i know how to configure and set up outlook but i've not worked with exchange directly a whole lot what do you know about this? What do you know about that? And there were all things that I couldn't really steer towards my accomplishments. So I could not steer that interview. Um, so that guy actually had no skills in doing an interview. Right, right. And but He but, was running through a checklist of skills, but, and that's the basis of all of his questions. But he wasn't the one that was yeah, up for the, for the job. So. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. But but anyways, I, I, I by decided you know what it, it won't hurt to. What are your strengths and your weaknesses? He did fuck yourself. Buddy. He didn't even ask that. That I could yeah, deal right, with. Right, right, that right. I could deal yeah. with. You know, that's the bullshit type of thing. You know, how was the how was my favorite answer to that? Kind of go well. My uh, strengths that um, I'm a really good guy and. My weaknesses are I have no patience for assholes that ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give, give that answer a try and let us know how that. Uh, no, you know, generally, you know, strengths, you could talk about, you know, uh, people skills, you know, because this is very much a customer service type of a, uh, a, a oh, yeah. job that Absolutely. I do. And, you know, not only do you have to know what you know, but you have to know how to communicate it and convey it uh, to, to the end user and, and also deal with uh, upset end users. Uh, also, it helps to be a team player in the uh, environment that you're working in. So you're all getting along, nice environment. Uh, and also, many times working on the job, you find things that you don't know the answer to. And I have the ability to, you know, go look it up and find the answer and, you know, find how to get it done. I think that, you know, I mean, I just kind of threw that together on the spot right now, but that's probably the same thing I'd say in an interview if I got asked a question. Right, right. The weaknesses is tough. The weaknesses is, is really tough because my, my weakness is um, my uh, ability to get distracted uh, when multitasking. Uh, I, I, I hate multitasking too much, and I find it to be distracting. Um, and so I, you know, am very careful when I multitask to, you know, keep a list of what I'm doing and a checklist and try to, you know, focus on items step by step. Right. But even so, some people won't do that. And so when they get distracted, they're totally off the beam. Yeah. Well, you know, that was one of my, one of my biggest, uh, things that really pissed me off with my Fong was, you know, I, I was always trying 
to avoid multitasking, uh, especially if there was a task that I was interrupted on like three or four times. I, I finally got to right. a point where this is fucking ridiculous. This is a waste of my fucking time. I am getting this damn task done, and I don't care if you're the president of the United States of America stepping foot in front of my desk. I do not have time for you right. until I finish this one damn task that I've been trying to do for the past two hours. And if I'm not going to pay attention to the president of the United States, I'm sure as hell not going to pay attention to my boss. And that, that was something that she did not like when I got that mindset and that mood. And, I, you know, she'd be like, I need you to do this. Okay, I'll do that after I do this. I think this is more important. I think I can balance my workload. Uh, you <laughs> you never, you never, let's see, did you work for Tharco when they were privately held? Uh, briefly. Um, you know, when the Aitchison still ran it. Oh no, no, no! Uh, uh, the last Aitchison was was still well. The last Aitchison was the uh, GM of uh, San Lorenzo when I started. Right. Yeah. What's his name? The younger guy. Yeah, right. David. David. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So you you didn't know who David was. Yeah. There was a time where you know we were all busy with all kinds of stuff, and David would come in, and it was kind of like. Okay, it's the he's the GM. Yeah, he was the GM. You're kind of supposed to drop everything to deal with D, D, with the GM, right? Right. Well, but we all were kind of familiar with David and the kind of nice guy he was and kind of stuff. And so we kind of said, okay, uh, David, here's what we're going to do is we drew a box on the floor, you know, like a one foot square, maybe a little bit bigger. And I said, that's your spot. You know, we're not even going to talk to you unless you're in your spot, <laughs> you know, you know, to kind of put him in his place. And, you know, like we're really freaking busy, David, you know, so don't quite, don't mess with if, us. If you really so. need us to talk to you, you signify to us yeah. that uh, you need us to talk to you. Otherwise, we don't have time for you. We, we have time for you if right. it's important because you are important. But if you're just here shooting right, the right, shit. Right, right. We... And he had a good sense of humor. So you could do that with him. Hmm. And he got away with it, you know. I mean, he was cool. I, you know, I liked, I liked the guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, hey, he's a one percenter, right? Right. Right. He was cool. You know, that's what we want our one percenters to be is to be kind of cool. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. Well, he was what a third generation one percenter, right? Well, third third generation for that company. Yeah. Right. Right. But so uh, yeah, he. He definitely had the silver spoon. Right. Right. No uh, doubt about it. But but uh you know, they they basically had made the decision to sell the company because hey, he didn't want to run the company really. No, he, he, he barely wanted to go he, do something else. He barely wanted to be the GM. Yeah, but that, you know, fell to him, so yeah. He was basically the connection to the family still after it had sold to private equity. So that's what he was doing. Right. So but but so anyways, you know, I, I uh, so I have my second phone uh, had my second phone interview today with the actual manager. And, oh, it, cool. and, 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 you know, so I took notes because I'm like, well, what points do I want to talk up? What do I want to know? It, it, you know, because this, you know, after the first uh, conversation, yeah, it's in downtown Boston. But I kind of looked where it is. It's, you know, walking distance from South Station. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, it's like, well... If, so you can take a train in or something? Right. Now, now the yeah, thing is, a monthly pass for the train from here to, to, to there would be 300 bucks. Um, but, wow. But this, but this job pays a lot more. Uh, and plus, you know... Right. Now, mind you, I'm paying... Uh, I'm paying... I'm paying a monthly amount for 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 healthcare, uh, and the job would come with benefits. So right there, I, I I lose a monthly expense and gain another monthly expense. Right, right, right. And I'm not saying that you know they're the same amount, but you know there's kind of a ballpark right. there. You know, so that's... Uh, some companies do like a subsidy of transportation costs, which I... then your your deal is you know down to zip or. You know, they understand that to make sure that you're compensated for that right. in, well, I, in, in other ways. Incidentally, once in a while, you're, you're moving your hand and you're hitting your desktop. Yeah. What the hell is your desktop made out of? Um, it sounds like you're hitting a drum. <laughs> oh, it's the microphone. The microphone's on a stand that has springs on it. And so when it oh, moves around. Okay, so there's a good resonance to it now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's see. Something happened on did someone write something in on Skype? Because I, I see a, a number jumped up, but I don't see something new happening there. Um, oh, well. Anyways. Oh, uh, it looks like uh, Del Kitty writes in hi. Oh, hi. So basically from talking on the first uh, phone call, uh, you know, they ask what range I'm looking to make. I, I told them a number. Uh, and they said that's in line with, you know, the, the position here. So, you know, already I'm looking at this as a possibility. It's like if they give me that amount that I asked for, it, it, I, I could deal with taking the train into Boston for a job for, you know, uh, how long I have this job. So that, you know, uh, th- 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 this is this is a much better paying job. And so the next the, today's interview not that long, you know. The guy kind of told me more about the position, which you know I had already gone over with the HR person. Asked me uh, to tell him about myself, and I, you know, had prepared my accomplishments. Like you know, Thar- I came into Tharco, uh, which was a company that had a lot of outdated equipment when I started there, and old computers that were kind of falling apart. They didn't have an imaging process. I started bringing an imaging process into place, uh, set a standard, and took an inventory and. You know, for their 10 locations across the country, brought all their, you know, computers up to a certain standard while, you know, maintaining support uh, for all that. You know, that that's, you know, not something to sneeze at. I, I mean, that, that that happened over a period of time. But, and, and, and yeah, Dale and my Fong, certainly we met every week and did that. But I was the one that really rolled that out and, you know, took the inventory and did that. And it's like, you know, that's that's really something to talk up. So I made a point to talk that up. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And, um he didn't ask me any follow-up questions about my skill set or anything like that. He uh, really didn't. He just kind of told me more about, you know, the company and uh, the size of it, uh, the size of the team and what it would entail and that. And and, and it kind of, you know, said, well, you know, I got, uh, do you have any questions for me? I asked a little bit more about the size of the team, how many people are at this site and that, whatever. Because uh, you always want to have something to ask. Um and, right. and at the end of the conversation, he goes, okay, well, we've got a few more phone screenings, and we're going to try to bring some people in uh, for on-site interviews next week. Uh, you know, we'll uh, get back to you on that. And I figured, you know, he'd probably limit it down to a few candidates after some more phone screenings. But no, like, you know, five minutes later, email comes in, you know, we'd like to set up uh, how is next Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, so... <laughs> 
fantastic. Yeah, they they seem to like me. You know, this is a good sign yeah. that immediately they're like, let's bring this guy in for an interview. So either that, they were just talking to you to weed out the turnips. Yeah, right. It could be. And you go, well, this guy's not a turnip, so we can talk to him further. There we go. There we go. And uh, the only and maybe that's why he didn't go into depth because you guys, I didn't want to go too far. He just wanted to make sure that. Shall we say he's not talking to a turnip? Well, that was the first phone call. This is the second phone call. And the second phone well, call. But this, this is in the department. Right. You know, the first guy is turned up to the company. Yeah. You know. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, it was very quick. The only thing he asked me that, uh, which he didn't seem too concerned about, was uh, he, he kind of, you know, said, well, you know, if I bring you in here to interview with, uh, you know, a group of people, um, someone's probably going to bring this point up. Uh, but I, I see here. Uh, that you've been in, uh, you know, New Jersey, uh, Pennsylvania, New York, California, Maine. Um, you know, what's with all the moving around? And uh, my first thought was, well, wh- where the heck are you getting New York from? Now, Pennsylvania was college. And it's like, why are you even bringing up where I went to college? And I realized right. I kept my one um, uh, recording engineer job on my resume just because it looks cool and is a good conversation starter. And that was at a recording studio right, in right. New York City, which I commute to from New Jersey. So really, it's New Jersey, Maine, California. But he rattled. He made that sound like a whole lot more. Uh, it's like, well, uh, right. you know, those moves were all, you know, major life changing events for me that uh, resulted in those moves. You know, I uh, after college, I moved up in Maine, thought I was going to settle down there for a while. Then I met my wife and settled down in California for a while. And then I, you know, found it was kind of a hassle to come back and visit family here. So I moved back to the Northeast area and. Uh, He's yeah. like, oh, I can relate to that. I was stationed here, and I ended up moving back here. So you know, yeah, it uh, went well. So this is this is good. So uh, definitely sounds positive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, now I got to wait, you know, a uh, week and a half before the uh, the next step. So uh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's gonna be a trip into the Boston. So that'll be fun. Right. But, uh, so you have your. You, I take it you. Since you know where it is now and all that kind of stuff, you've worked out the potential commute details that you would you would, it's, you would follow. It's going to be a little rough. Because here's the thing. They're looking for someone to work kind of a seven to four shift, although they are very flexible about that. Um, and the one issue I have. Is that 7 a.m. to 4? Yeah. The generally, okay. which is generally the hours I always liked working, you know, at Tharco. I was right. at seven yeah, to four. Early guy, yeah. And, right. and, and I liked that because I got out the door at four, you know, and, uh, and that, right. the, the only problem is, is that to catch a train and then get to South Station and, and walk there and be there by seven, I got to be like on the like 545 train. Right. So that's kind of a pain in the ass. So, although I'm, I'm being that they're flexible about that, I might try to negotiate that up to 7:30. So the commute itself is a little over an hour? Yeah. Well, it involves Ouch. catching a train and yeah, 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 yeah And yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a 15 yeah. minute walk from the train station to there. Although I could probably get a bus to there, but 15 minute walk when the weather's nice, whatever, I'll do the walk. So, uh um, yeah, it's but it's it'll be like an hour over an hour commute. Now I yeah. could move closer, and I've looked at that possibility. The problem is, is that rents are uh, significantly more as I get closer to Boston, and so right, right. that well, I mean, you, but you look though that that's the thing to do. You kind of go, 
well, I could ditch this commute if I look. Well, the thing is, is that areas the right spot. areas that are affordable are still more expensive, but more affordable. But they're still right. far enough away that you're taking a train, and so you're 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 cutting down the commute, but it's still right. a long commute and involved you know, because you still got to get up, be at a station, get on a train, a train stopping at all the stops. You know, a train right. commute is a slow commute. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Especially when that stops, yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. So you, you know, I could I could move a little closer, but you know, when we were in Singapore. You know, we chose an apartment that was, you know, three stops away from my wife's work, so it wouldn't be that painful. Right. But that you know, sense. I've seen I've I've seen people tweeting about you know from Singapore saying, "Hey, yeah, the commute really sucks." Oh, they're going halfway across the country. Well, of course, it's a small country. Right. <laughs> it's an island. <laughs> but but uh... you know. You get a lot of stops in there. Yeah, it's going to take a lot longer. Yeah, yeah. It, it would take, uh, it, it would be, um, I, I'd have to move to a really expensive area to uh, really have a pleasant commute. And at that point, um, you know, right. the, the amount that, that I've increased my income is, you know, right out the window. Right. Or, you know, half of what I've increased my income goes out the window to minimize the uh, commute, but still make and it. So to me, it's like, I may as well stay put for now. And, and figure out, uh, you know, see how this works out. Give this some time. And if this is going to work out, maybe, maybe I look at, right. you know, h- houses in the area. You know, maybe maybe right. I, I got good credit. Uh, and, and if I'm getting more money in and I'm staying put in my current right. situation, I could throw some money into savings and build that up quite quickly. You know? Right, right. So that's... I watch a lot of the, you know, on HDTV and... DIY, I think it is, whatever, uh, shows on tiny houses, whether they're building them or selecting one to move into or whatever. And some of the scenarios are really funny. You kind of go, you know, okay, I couldn't live in something less than, say, a thousand square feet. I mean, there's, I mean, just look at this room. Right. (laughs) Right. I mean, um, you know, this would be on top of the thousand square feet, probably, really. you know, but the tiny house is, I think it's defined as being under 500 feet, square feet. Yeah. You know, and, nope. and some people are saying, oh, this place is 300 square feet. That's way too big, man. I want something smaller. Like, really? I mean, you see those like miniature or tiny uh, efficient like houses that people you know, build with the whole idea of I don't want to go into debt. I want to, you know, own what I could afford well, that's to own. Well, the whole theme, yeah. And, 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 and th- those look really cool and really nifty, and there's something that's cool about that, and I think it would be a real novelty to, you know, like uh, vacation in one of those for about a week. But uh, the, the, the thing is is that that is not the type of home for someone with possessions. And then that's part of it is also you need to get rid of your possessions and, and, and bear, you know, and, and cut things out. You say, hey, I don't need this old. I don't need this stuff. I don't need all of this stuff. Yeah. Well, you know I what? Do. I, I do. I, I need I need I need all this and all this. Yeah. I, 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 are you to expect me to live life without the Garbage Pail Kids book? I, that's well, just, yeah, that, that would that's have just, to go. That's just crazy talk that right there. That would have to go. That's just crazy it's, talk. Actually, the funny thing, I was watching this one episode where it was a family of, you know, mom and dad and three teenage boys, 
And then they had two grown-up boys that moved out of the house. Well, we won't have space for them when they come by. Holy, you know, like in fact, the three boys were up in this loft and they were setting it up for three beds. It's like, oh, but you, but we have five, not three. So they had to work out where the extra sleeping bed quarters would be. Mm. One was a bed that, you know, what I like about the whole idea is you have all this furnishing and stuff like this that have multiple use. You know, yeah. the thing that pisses me off is that we have, in fact, right now we have a set up, a bed set up in the guest room and I half expect it never to be used. I don't want to waste that room for guest room. We're kind of looking at getting a Murphy bed, but the existing bed, in fact, has a real thick mattress. It's 18 inches. Well, a Murphy bed, the max you can take is 12 or 11 or 10. Mm. So we're going to have to ditch that bed and put in a Murphy bed so you can pop it up against the wall. You know, really cool, really useful. I, now I can use the room for, for something else as well. Someone comes in, I kind of shuffle things around, drop the bed down, and hey, here we go. There you go. Have a good night's sleep. And they you get know. in the bed, you've slipped the and thing too bad up. You're and you're so too fucking cheap to go get a motel. <laughs> you know. In fact, I see people well, buying vacation homes where they have to have all this extended family and shit visiting. Really? You're spending all that money for maybe somebody else would show up? Well, actually, you know, there's some families that, the, I mean, hey, my, my dad, uh, when they built the new uh, Shore House, they, they, they got a Shore House with, it's got four bedrooms upstairs, you know, so it, my, my dad and, and stepmom got their uh, bedroom and three guest rooms. Of course, you know, my dad's got, you know, my dad's got four kids, of which I'm one, and, 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 right, and my right. stepmom's got three kids. So, you know, there's always people using those guest rooms. Right, so, right. you know, there are some families that, you know, hey, definitely at, at a vacation house because people definitely want to stay there. Um, right, right. But right. It's, it's great now that they have a, a guest room at, at their home because. Well, any- when that vacation house is in Costa Rica, how many people are going to be visiting? You know, I, I don't all know. Right, I mean, all right. Has you got, you got, you got a can, point there. They, yeah. I mean, everybody has to make their decision. But is that always the wise decision? Mm. You're going to have. Are you really going to have uh, maybe one percenters will have all these people visiting? Well, yeah, you know, keep in mind that's their version of the beach house, you know. Right. But uh, I, I think you uh, you were going to talk about some voting today, right? I voted today. So here's the story: uh, the California primary is June fifth. I'm permanently marked as an absentee ballot, uh, you know, whatever. We got our ballots, my wife and I. We filled them out, and we officially sent them off today. So, wait, this was the Republican primary you voted in? Well, uh, this is a primary for everything. Oh. Uh, There were a couple of measures, you know, voting measures because legislatures can't do their fucking job. Right. and you've got the state Senate, you've got the, the there's a Senate seat open and uh, Barbara Boxer's di- leaving. So, you know, everybody and their brother is voting, running for Senate, mm-hmm. uh, congressman positions. And then, in fact, the Senate seat for California is uh, open, shall we say it's an open primary. So you get Republicans and Democrats. 
the unfortunate thing is I looked at the entire list and I recognized like two names. And not, I think both of them were Democrats. Wait, wait, Barbara Boxer was... Uh, she's, she's leaving the Senate. Was it the or end of her term? Or... Yeah, end of her term, and she's leaving, and she's not re- coming for reelection. So that was that was six years ago. That the last time she ran, because I remember. Yeah, that was she was up against uh, what's her face, um, Meg Whitman. That was uh, Feinstein's he right? No, no, it was uh, no Barbara Boxer was up against uh, I think uh, someone. I I don't. Oh, Carly, Carly. I mean, Carly was running for Senate, right? That's right. Right. Right, I remember uh, that. Now, 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 I don't remember. I must have missed when uh, Feinstein yeah. was up because if, when she was up, I would have t- taken great delight in not voting for her. I absolutely can't stand her. She has uh, no uh, concern at all for copyright law reform. Um, well, I mean, she's a one percenter, so yeah, yeah, I, yeah. she is on yeah. the opposite side of things that are important to me, and uh, I, I wouldn't vote for a Republican, but I, I, well, I would, I, okay, I would, well, I would just we'll vote none of the above. Maybe this is, maybe this is Feinstein's seat, but I thought it was Boxer that was leaving. I don't know. It could be, uh, who knows? I, 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 I sometimes I don't always pay it. Maybe I did not vote for her one time and just forgot. Uh, but oh, maybe I, it was, or it was Carly against uh, Feinstein. Which no, means... I, I'm pretty sure it was Carly against uh, Boxer. I, I remember a debate being on okay. the TV at some point. Oh, oh, okay. You remember those two faces face to face? Yeah, I yeah. remember that. Okay. And uh, so anyway, so yeah, so and then of course the president and. Now that's open, so you could vote for Republican or Democrat, whatever you wanted. Mm. Pick one. There was one seat, I forget even what it was for. There were eight names and you got to pick seven. <laughs> and it was some, you know, you know, some county position, whatever you kind of go, I don't even know what that guy does. I never heard of any of these people. And they need seven of them? Are you, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh so, you know, that was that was a funny bit. Now, okay, yeah, so yeah, you, yeah, you then, hate to be the eighth guy on that one. Then you got president, and I am a red registered Republican. So, hey, all those guys that are losers, you know, that have dropped out of the race, were on the list. Still, Ben Carson, you know, he's the top loser, right? Uh, he was on the list. Uh, Ted Cruz, he was still on the list. Although a week ago, I saw he was going to make an announcement, and I never saw what that announcement was. Maybe he changed his mind. I don't know. Did, I, uh, I, I think the announcement was that tacos still rule. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I think I totally missed that one. So anyway, so you had the list of the candidates, and uh, on a list, I saw this list of they, in the information come that comes with it. There was a list of the Democrats, and you know there was Hillary, and there was Bernie, and there were these other people. Like, who are these other people? I didn't know these people were running. You know. Now, in the state of California, you get a packet from the county because they administer the local administration. And the packet has all the names with whatever description. Um, Now, there's at least three bits of of data, four bits of data. One is the name. Second is the party affiliation. And third is the occupation. Now, that could be that he's the incumbent for this Senate state senate seat or whatever right and then the next bit of data is the candidate can submit a list of you know this is who i am 
and sometimes you see the list and it kind of goes, yes, I'm a father of uh, three children and they go to this school and blah, they bore you to fucking death. It's like, what's that got to do with the political office you're running for, you idiot? Well, if he's a father of so many children, that means that he has gotten laid at least once in his life. So, well, you know, he just well, wants I mean, to yeah, make okay, sure so that, you know, he's successfully a- breeded. Yeah. He's successfully yeah. breeded. Yes. Uh, okay. There's a qualification, I suppose, for something. Right. Well, you, if you want to have a sex scandal to keep things interesting, you got to have someone in there that actually has sex. So, you know. That's a good point I did not consider. I, next time I'll be considering that point. Yeah, you got you got to take these things in consideration, you know. Right. So anyway, so you've got, you know, all this the what really surprised me is in this election, you know, there were so many names on there that mo- some of them would be, you know, name the party affiliation and the job title and there would be no description at all so the guy was too fucking lazy to give a description you know what i didn't see your fucking mailer so i don't know who the hell you are i ain't voting for you because you're lazy (laughs) right (laughs) so and then sometimes you wouldn't even see a party affiliation okay so well or or you wouldn't see a job description so it's just a name and a party of it I'm sorry, your party affiliation doesn't tell me anything. Or sometimes not even that. You, you just have a name. I don't know. You, you know what? What are you doing? You know, I you, hope you didn't spend a lot of time in this campaign. You know what? If I get my name put in the ballot, I'm, I'm running as a Republicrat. There you go. There we that go. That would be it. That, that would, would be a good be, one. There you go. Yeah. Get votes from both sides of the so, aisle. Okay, so... You know, that was the amusing part of the whole ballot process. You've got all these names. Who the fuck are these people? Now, we don't vote for, well, do we vote for judges in California? I think we don't. don't in know. Texas, you vote for judges. And you again, it's the same list of all these people. If you had heard of some name, uh, you know, that's on the list in the news about some case, that might sway you to vote for the guy or against, you know, the guy's an asshole or the guy's okay, whatever. But, you know, I, I hate that voting for judges because, you know, I don't know who these people are. Yeah. Like, they, they were... I'm okay. I'm okay with a legislature appointing them. I'm okay with that because. Well, usually they send out that nice uh, handy uh, voting guide ahead of time so that you can if, read little blurbs do, about yeah. uh, everyone. Yeah. And I would, you know, thumb through that and be like, oh, okay, this guy sounds good. You know, check that one. Now, off. when when I was in Colorado, there wasn't much that came out of the county or state on the people, but there was a League of Women Voters that did that work. You know, they got the names and they got the descriptions of everybody. They did a fantastic job. Here in California, there is a League of Women Voters, but I see nothing from them. You know, mm. I don't, I don't get it. They just, I don't, whatever. Yeah. They don't. Hey, any, okay, so any... here's the funny part. Go ahead. So on the thing, you get this page. Okay, you can do your absentee ballot, and you can mail that in. I mean, or you can take it to a place, and they'll have a big red box for you to put it in. And it'll be city or county facilities, you know, office building or whatever, where these things are located. And so I looked at one address and I go, okay, so here it is in in my town. And so I looked up the address in Google Maps and the big thing said that this was the 
police station. Okay, the police station are doing this. That's cool. What I didn't know, which comes into later, is that they share a building with the city offices. Okay. So it wasn't so actually I went to the, the police, police station. station first. Well, so I went to the police station first. I walked in, and in fact, it's tied behind the building. It's a lower level. It's hardly marked. It's like not welcoming at all, you know. Mm. But I go in there, and it's a tiny little reception area. And there's a person at the desk. They're very nice. And in the corner was this huge red box. That must be it, right? <laughs> oh, no. No. That was for needle disposal. <laughs> Okay, so I says I, I I pointed to the lady and I said, I take it this is not the box that I want, and she had, no, I I guess not, and there were some other people in there as well, and she said the lady said uh, I'll find out about this though. Okay, no, don't no, worry. No, I'll no, no, out. that's not the, that's that's helpful. the old needles here. We'll go get you some new clean needles. We'll be right back, right. sir. So, so she <laughs> she goes off to go help to where go figure out where I'm supposed to go. So very nice, fantastic. It, there was a lady in the office in, 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 you know, on my side of the counter that kind of goes some line about, you know, not voting for that one person on the list. Right. And of course, as a pretty good guess on who she was talking about. And it's kind of like with that look at that person on the list. Well, if you're thinking of voting for him, you can fucking go to hell. It didn't say those words. But you could tell that those words were in there someplace, right? And and I, so I just responded very politely, and I said, you know, of course, there's a lot of names on that list that that could qualify for that same thing, right? I mean, yeah. a lot of people hate Hillary, right? Oh yeah, is yeah. it true, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you were in another state, that line would be assumed to be about Hillary. It could you know? be any place. It could be any place, right? Right. Yeah, that's right. This is California. Right. There are a lot of Republicans in my town, so uh, you could even in my town interpret it. Yeah. Old. Yeah. But but uh, the Republicans like you are. I mean, we we, we are <laughs> they're not. You know. Anyway, so the the lady comes back from the back and she said, got the information. Yeah. You want to go drive around the front of the building and you go into the city hall and it's right there. Real easy. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm sure they'll have a, a red box that'll be appropriate. Although when I look at these two boxes, ah, uh, you know, either one could be appropriate. Needles, you know, uh, candidates, you know, the same pain, right? So anyway, I did drive around the front and yes, they had the little, it was a smaller red box in the corner. And uh, I did kind of snicker at the lady and said, yeah, I went downstairs first and they have a different red box, and that's not the right one. <laughs> yeah. and, you, know, you know, bring the joke along, you know. You know so, now, yeah, so now, that, that was the adventure. Now, the next level of the joke is, you know, does it, did anyone, you know, come by and drop their used needles in the uh, ballot box there? Well, I, yeah, I, I didn't, well, I didn't see anybody else. So, yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was there on, on a solo mission, so. In fact, I didn't, I didn't notice anybody else in the city offices area, so. You know, there was a person behind the desk, but that was that was about it. And it was a much bigger, more yeah. welcoming, yeah, deal. You know, right. so there you go. Well, yeah, yeah you so you was, you, you uh, voted out there. Yeah, uh, really doing your thing. Just trying to hold my nose, but eh, this is the primary. You know, this is where you get to get one last shot in before. Uh, yeah, 
before so. it, you know it uh, comes down to uh, who do you hate the least? Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, or or you kind of go, is my vote going to really hurt that asshole that's on the top of the list, or? Hurt the chances of somebody else on the list. Uh, hey, you I, I got to ask you. Was, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Was yeah. was potato on the list? Potato was not on the list. Because if potatoes on the list, I would have cast my vote for potato right there. You know. Right. Like, right. Potato. Mm, potatoes. Yeah. I like potatoes. Potatoes are good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think you know. But, but not on pizza though. Have you had a pizza with potatoes? No, I can't I, imagine it I, either. <laughs> I, I was going to say, is this something you've heard of? Is this uh, a no? Thing? I just invented it, and it's just it, yeah, it's off the wall. I, I, yes. You know what? Uh, it, 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 you just said it. it. That means it exists. It, 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 you know what the rule is? If it exists, there's a porn about it. So now we got to go to Google and find the potato pizza porn. So let's take a look right here. Uh, pizza porn. Uh, the, the one on the right is the potato pizza. Oh my god! This is a Yelp review of something. Oh my god! It's it's a uh, someone basically has a picture of delicious pizza that they're calling pizza porn, and uh, apparently there's a potato pizza in in this picture, and I, that's all I can tell you about it. Um, so I think it's an actual pizza place, and not. A pornography. Uh, I, th- I think someone just posts stuff on Yelp. Um, I, I I'm not even sure why this is on Yelp or what it has to do with reviewing anything. Um, let's go back to Google. Twenty three mouth watering examples of skillet porn. Uh, potato porn pizza on YouTube. Um, well, that might have licensed music, so we better not. Uh, uh, cheeseburger, sweet potato, French fry, and caramelized onion pizza. That's on foodporndaily.com. Oh, it's food porn, yeah, right. Yeah, so so you're not the first person to think of the idea of the potato pizza, apparently. Right. Apparently, this this is a thing. One of these days to come up with an, a, an original idea. I mean, we didn't uh, with the title of our show. Well, no, I thought... Oh, original. Oh, there's... What do you mean? I, I think... Insert title here. ...is quite original. Well, I think our our voiceover is original. Absolutely, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. I'm with that. I'm cool with that. Okay. Totally cool with that. But uh, but now you still thinking of alternate titles or? Uh... No, I haven't really come up with anything. Uh, I mean, I mean, but you know, it's that's you know we continue with the theme, right? Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, we we are reaching that uh, top of the hour, so uh, we should take a little breather. You know, and uh, take a little break here. And when we come back this week in uh, tech and geeking out with our projects, because I, I haven't touched my pie this past week, but I did uh, break out a project that I've been working on some modifications on, and uh, we're going to talk about that. And, you know, Brian, I'm sure you got some stuff you're working on over there. Cool. Yeah, yeah. There are There is some pie stuff that I can talk about. All right. Hey, well, we're going to. Uh, so, yeah, we, we got. We got. Things coming up. Yeah, we, there we go. So, you know, stay tuned right here to uh, No Holds Barred Radio. And uh, we'll be back uh, right after uh, this little break. Cool.
Man and all the hits of the 70s. Ooh, I'm moving in. 80s. Nineties and today, you're listening to No Holds Barred Radio. Oh, no, 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 you got that wrong. I love balls. Balls, all you need are balls. Two, six, six, are balls. All you need are Be sure to tune in to ADHD Radio, Tuesdays, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the most migata motherfucking addicting show on the No Holds Barred Radio Network. Crater Maker. Crater Maker. www.cratermakerband.com. EP now available on iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby, and Bandcamp. This is Ben, host of Detox Radio. And when I'm not listening to gay 80s music, I'm usually listening to the No Holds Barred Radio Network. And you should be too. Well, listen to the No Holds Barred Radio Network, not the gay 80s music. You know what I mean. Just do it. Tune in. Yo, this is Dune from the Dune and Bob Show. Ah, you're probably wondering what all this racket is in the background. Well... With the way the gas prices and the economics have been lately and basically everything else Obama has done to us, I've had to take on a second job. Shh, don't tell anybody, but I'm a nighttime DJ at a club. It, oh, hang on a second. No, it, look, look at the sign. It says absolutely no requests. Yeah, leave the DJ alone. Yes. Thank you. No, I, I am construct. Hang on, let me get my card. I am constructing a mix out of songs to create a vibe slash journey slash musical experience outside the catering to an individual's desire to hear my song, if you know what I mean. If you can't live inside the music, you should just stay at home and listen to your iPod. Requests are for scared, musically uneducated dweebs who have no desire to learn about new good tracks or experience the art of modern EDM. There. Jeez. Oh. Okay, she's gone. Hey, by the way, just to let you know a little secret. I found out that DJs really don't do anything. All I'm doing is just replaying something that Vamp recorded like a month ago. It's really simple. (laughs) That's why I can't do requests. But listen, I was sworn to secrecy by the the DJs of America Club. Geeks even made me pinky swear to it. God. So anyway, Duna Bob Show, Sundays, 6 8 Eastern. NHBRadio.com. Be there. (laughs) 
You are listening to the No Holds Barred Radio Network. Visit us on the web at www.nhbradio.com. Now come on over here, lie down on the bed, and let me put my penis in your armpit. Hey, we're back for hour two of... Insert title here. On the uh, No Holds Barred Radio Network. And uh, this is part of the show where Brian Blues and I, we geek out a bit on our geeky projects. Isn't that right? Yeah. My sound on? Yeah, I hear you. Okay, good. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, when I stepped back in from my uh, little break there... uh... It was bad timing because uh, you were bending over with your butt to the camera, and uh, you know, so the butt shot. Yeah, not so good. Oh, <laughs> but I had to pick up the tape. Yeah, I had to deck. pick up the tape player. I saw that, you know, I, but I thought, you know, yeah, that was an unfortunate timing on my part. That's that. I blame you. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, I, I, yeah. All right. No All problem. Right. But but I do like that promo for for Dune show and his radio deal. Yeah, he's, yeah, I like that. I like that bit. That was actually. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't tell his. Uh... Go ahead. I, I like his little promo. How he's kind of uh, you know make you know don't tell anybody. But this stuff is simple, you know, kind of thing. Uh, the, the way he did it was just good. Yeah. Well, the the um, the card he was reading about not taking requests or you know requests are for you know losers or whatever that that actually came verbatim from someone's Facebook post because um, uh, our good friend Video Vamp, host of ADHD Radio, uh, which is on tomorrow, um, he he does uh, uh, some DJing and I guess he he saw there was this uh, picture uh, of a DJ booth. With this big like sign taped above it, uh, written on it in big letters, "Leave the DJ alone." You know, it was, was kind of like this DJ that had like this attitude of, "I don't want to hear your fucking requests. Get the fuck away from me." Yeah, so he had right. a big sign, "Leave the DJ alone." And, and and you know, so someone posts something like, you know, "Gee, real friendly" or something like that. And and, and so this one person posts that rant that requests are for you know. People just want to hear my song, you know. Basically, you know, this is just interrupting the the artwork or of of, of the DJ, you know. Uh, requests are, you know, just. A, and, and so Dune kind of like uh, thought that that was a rather silly rant, and so he used it as the uh, as the promo. So that's where that's where that came from. But anyways, uh, I got my uh, this right here is the legendary uh, Fostex uh, machine. So, by the way, I'm, I'm not not paying attention to you. I am listening, but I'm also tweeting, kind of reminder, we're on hour two. Ah, cool. So, it, it, it looks like I'm totally distracted. I'm distracted for the cause. You're distracted for the cause. Tweeted. Tweeted. Okay. Oh, hey, I just got a tweet. So anyways, yeah, baby. So anyways, yeah, this machine um, is the machine that I used to uh, record in this 8-track tape, uh, which is the source of the quad mix on this deluxe edition uh, that includes a DVD. Wait, wait, wait. So let's go. Let's back up here a second. Okay. Since we've got a visual on this yeah. in the radio show, you said you had this thing 
This thing. The played back that other thing. This thing. Now that's an eight-track tape, right? Right. That's an open reel tape deck, right? Right. How do you do that now? Um, you you open up the uh, well, you cue the tape up well, to the beginning. Yeah, you open up the tape, you undo the splice, and you spool it uh, off of the hub uh, that that it's on in here no on kidding. onto the reel on there. So what you're saying is that you're in dire need of an eight-track tape player. This does a better job of converting. It's a lot more work, but mind you, this isn't for everyday playback. This is for preservation. Right, 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 right. But, I mean, you've tweaked on the heads on that thing, right? Well, there... And the motors and the electronics and whatever. Well, well, here's the thing. This was really uh, Tab Patterson's uh, project uh, to start with, and I'm taking it to... Uh, I've, I've, I've evolved it a little bit. Um, this was originally a Fostex A8 uh, quarter-inch 8-track multi-track. Uh, I believe it initially played back at 15 inch per second, maybe 7, but I think it did 15. 8-track tapes do uh, play back at three and three quarter inch per second. Uh, so Tad Patterson actually had like a machinist uh, make a uh, new flywheel for this to slow the motor down to run at three and three quarter inch per second. Uh, so that was the first major modification that had to be made. Now this thing is quarter inch and eight track by default. Uh, and, and so you would figure, well, it's already got a head in it that plays 8-track uh, uh, spread across the quarter-inch tape. That head should work to play back a 8-track tape cartridge, and you would be wrong because uh, when Tab queued up the tape and tried to play it back on that head, he was getting bleed through. Uh, for some reason, the, the spacing that this for a multi-track uh, recorder unit would use does not align to the tracks on an 8-track tape cartridge. I take it all that spacing stuff is now available online uh, on the internet. I, I I don't know. I I suppose I could pull up a uh, a, a manual for the Fosx A8, and that might offer some insight onto that. I I think the spacing might be the same. It's just that it was reading too wide on the track, or there's too much bleed through. You really had to zero in to not get right. crosstalk. I, 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 you see, that was Tab's thing. He he figured out that that wouldn't work. and um, Then he ditched the project? No, he didn't ditch the project. So he, okay, so he took the original heads off of there, <clears throat> yeah. and, and he took some heads from uh, a, a quadraphonic 8-track uh, players and mounted them on there. And uh, he had two heads on there. Now, mind you, the, originally this thing was a three-head uh, unit. Uh, and when I say three-head unit, that means you got your record head, your uh, sync head, and your playback head. Uh, the erase head, of course, is the head that you use to erase tape if you're recording over something. Uh, your sync head is also your record head, and your playback head only plays back. And the, the reason you call the record head also the sync head is because you could use that to play back and record. So that way, if you want to overdub something, your sync head's going to play back the tracks that you're not recording while you recorded the tracks. So that way you can record things in, in, in sync with what's already on the tape. Uh, right. Now, the playback head plays back with a better fidelity because even though a record head has the capability to play back, the head is designed more for recording. And so it doesn't play back as well as a, a, a head that's designed for playback. 
Uh, so yeah, it would have had those three heads on there: uh, the erase head, uh, an eight-track record head, an eight-track playback head, and he put basically two four-channel playback heads in place of those two heads, and 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 wired those into here. And, and then wired that up so that, you know, uh, the first head came out tracks one through four and the second head came out through, uh, you know, five through eight. So it basically was a clip to play back all eight tracks of an eight track tape uh, with vintage quad heads. Now, I found a few um, quirks with this project when I bought it off a tab and he decided he was done with it. Um, the first thing is, is that the equalization on this unit is tailored for 15 inch per second playback tape uh so the eq curve is completely wrong for playing back three and three quarter inch per second tape uh which resulted in a very boomy muddy uh bass and uh, a really dead high end uh so that required compensating for that by eqing any files he recorded in off of it now tab dealt with that by he actually had a pair of equalizers the outboard equalizers that he ran the output through to eq that up i always felt that that was a compromised way of running things i really didn't like the sound i was getting uh having to eq something that came out wrong uh it, it was very hard to dial it in exactly right and so um i had a little bit of inspiration uh, I thought back about really old um, tuners or amplifiers, and there used to be um, it used to be that you had a output off a tape deck that was straight off the tape head, and there'd be a special input on the back of an amplifier for you know a tape head in that would offer the preamplification and the amplification that the uh, tape head required. And so I thought to myself, well, if I could modify something to be a tape uh, head amp. I could have this just bypass all the amplification circuitry and have it modified to have the audio come straight off the head. Uh, and so uh, I had a reel-to-reel -reel unit that plays at three and three-quarter inch per second that needed some work done that was something that I was only ever going to use to play back and would never use to record. And so I asked the guy, can you do two things? One, can you modify this to go straight off the head? Two, can you modify this so that the record input comes out the output so i could use this as a tape head amplifier and he thought i was out of my mind but i was willing to pay him for his time and so he did that um and that is basically the level i got it to when i recorded in some of the stuff i did including this tape and uh at, well at some point i didn't like the reel-to-reel -reel unit i felt that that was a little too noisy because that was running some wires through some areas that had some interference that was never really designed for and so I actually bought a, uh, a quadraphonic 8-track unit that was really cheap off of uh, eBay, and I ripped the head out of it, and I uh, wired in some RCA patch cables in place of the head and turned that into a head amp. And I, that was actually what I used to record in my uh, Rick Wakeman tape. Um, so that was the one, but, but that still offered a little bit of noise because you have very low level off the tape head running through this unit, coming out, and running through patch cables into something else. And so that, uh, you know, resulted in a, a certain level of audible noise being introduced. It was low enough that it was mostly covered up, and you could noise reduce it. And uh, certainly uh, the people at Universal uh, didn't uh, complain to me that, like, ooh, that noise is unbearable. So I, I got away with it. But I always felt like that that was a compromise, uh, it was better than what I started with, but it was still a compromise. 
Also, the two heads were slightly different. They came out of different Model 8-track decks. So one was a little brighter than the other. So I always had to adjust for that to EQ one half the tape a little different from the other. And um, so I was talking to a guy in uh, Canada, actually. Because, uh, well, there's this um, uh, restoration studio or this, uh, you know, uh, a transfer studio in New Jersey that uh, I was in contact with the guy there. And at some point, I asked him, hey, by any chance are you equipped to, you know, record in quadraphonic 8-track tapes? Uh, and he said, well, I'm not. We never had enough of a demand to ever build anything or customize anything for that. But my good friend, I think his name is Richard Hess, up in Toronto, uh, he's equipped for that. And the guy up there immediately knew what I was up to. And he said, uh, yeah, but uh, you, I, I can't convert anything for you unless you own the rights to it. And I'm like, you can't help me make personal backup copies of uh, recordings that, I, that I've bought for backup purposes? He goes, no, uh, that, that's, I, I can't make money copying stuff for you that you don't own. That would make me a pirate, and I don't look good in an eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, but he did tell me that he w- did a similar type of thing. He had a pair of Sony machines that he uh, mounted some um, Nortronic uh, quadraphonic heads onto, and uh, th- those uh, were better uh, tailored for it and EQ'd for it. And you know, it was, it was it's quite a uh, cool thing he did there. I mean, he's a professional, so he did a more professional thing. And actually, when uh, I was uh, emailing the guy about my uh, Rick Wakeman conversion, I told the guy, hey, look, it, you got that sealed tape you're working on? You ought to send it to uh, Richard Hess in Toronto if you have a budget to do anything. Otherwise, here are my files. So um, I guess they didn't have the budget. But uh, after he told me about that, I went on eBay, and I found a guy had some uh, Nortronics quadraphonic A-track heads, uh, had a lot of them. Uh, I don't. I don't mean a lot of them. A lot, as in more than one. Uh, uh, and and they had to buy it now with make a best offer. I threw him an offer. He accepted, and I got two of those heads. So now I have matching, brand new, higher quality uh, heads. And so those were something I wasn't sure what I was going to do with them. I wasn't sure if I would ever figure out how to mount them on here, or if I'd mount them on my reel to reel deck. Um. But anyways. The last time I was using this, uh, another problem is is that I adjust the heads to each tape because 8-track uh, tape duplication uh, was done very cheaply, and I found that you do get a better sound if you adjust the tape, to, uh, adjust the head to each tape. Uh, the, 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 the head alignment that works the best varies from tape to tape which says something about the uh, quality of duplication. Right. Uh, and so the adjustment right. screws... cranking them out like uh, hotcakes. Yeah. And so the adjustment screws on these heads got adjusted uh, a lot. And the last time I adjusted the azimuth on the head that was over to the right here, the screw actually broke off in the hole. And oh, that, shit. Yeah. And that was when I was like, well, this is done. This will never convert a tape again and packed it away. And then I moved. And after um, my conversion was deemed uh, good enough for professional release, that was what inspired me to go, well, 
I have to use the Fostex again, but I didn't remember what the problem was. I remember there was a big problem, but I forgot what exactly it was. So I pulled out of the box. I'm like, oh, well, the screw came out of here. Let me see if I can get the screw in the hole. And I'm screwing and I'm screwing and I'm screwing and it can't, it's not catching the thread. And that's when it's like, oh, yeah, the screw broke off. <laughs> so um, I figured, well, you know what? This is a good opportunity to tear this apart and put the heads on there I want because. The erase head was still on here. Uh, it wasn't wired in, but it was still on here. So I had a spare uh, head mount that didn't have a screw broke off in it. So I was I took off all the heads and took this apart. And um, over here is uh, th this is the mount that uh, was used on the erase head, and I've, I've adhered one of the heads to it. Uh, using the shim that was on the erase head, and I think that offers me a, a good enough height that with the screws I can adjust it into the range I need it. Um, and then I pulled the head off of uh, one of the other ones and uh, adhered this head onto here, but I didn't have a, a shim that was quite the right size or something to use as a shim. And I read online someone else used a dime as a shim. So I've already increased the value of the Fostec by 10 cents. Get Fantastic. It? You get it? Yep. I increase the value by yeah. 10 because I, I glued a dime to it. So these heads are ready to be mounted. And these heads have this very weird, funky pin layout. Um, luckily, uh, some of the literature that came with them explains to me what the pin out is for those. So I'm, I'm set for that. Uh, but the thing is, is that these heads came with these little tiny connectors that slide over the pins for you to solder your little tiny wires onto the end of. And uh, that, um, I think I finally got a uh, groove going. Now, this head had much longer wires coming out of it. The head on the right has really short wires that are coming off. So I need to fix that up with some new wires or something. Uh, but these uh, four pair of two wires, eight wires, uh, we'll go on to one of the heads, and I managed to get all the connectors soldered onto here. So I've got one um, set of connectors down and another set to go, except that what, I've... What what gauge wires are those? I'm curious. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I use um, 18 to uh, strip them, but it's a pair of wires, and when I strip, it strips uh, and leaves the cent the one in there still in its casing. So it's you know what I'm saying it's it's not it's yeah, it's right, two right. wires for one connector and the the 18 gauge stripper strips off the outer casing and I have to basically just use the the clipper part gently to strip the thinner wire in there because it's it's right, more it's right. it's more than 20 and I only have holes down to 20. Right, right, right. But uh, yeah, I got some new new strippers. Oh, I don't I don't see them right here. I got some new strippers here, I think, that are smaller from A to Fruit. Oh, cool. So I just need to... Um, yeah, here we go. These bad boys are... They go to 30. And the maker is... Hey, made in Italy. Nice. But these run uh, A to Fruit. Although I find like if I have a, you know, 26 gauge wire, 
I'll use the 24 gauge thing. Otherwise, it's taking extra wires with it. So I step up one notch. Isn't it uh, the higher the number, the thinner the wire? I, I, well, I, oh, wait, well, you went down, so you go bigger. I said from 26 to 24. Oh, right? I see. So you do. Or if I'm doing 18 gauge, oh, these are only go to 20. So I have to get a different stripper if, I got, if I've got 18 gauge wire. So. Uh, oh, Dune writes in, listening at the rig, uh, oil and pie all in one. Yes. Oil and, and pie? Well, yeah, well, um, the joke, well, no, not the joke. Dune works at an uh, oil rig. Right, right, right. Right, right. Because Addy said that Dune strikes him as a type of guy that would work at like an oil rig. So that's just. Right, right, right. That's okay. ever since then, from that day on, he's uh, working at the rig. So Dune is listening in at the rig. So we probably shouldn't like. Uh, hey, Dune. Hi, Dune. We'll keep it family friendly. Well, we won't say things like uh, fuck or uh, shit or. Uh, uh, <laughs> what else should we not say? Uh, yeah, I don't know. We, we we should go to the George Carlin list. Shit, piss, fuck, cock, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. Right. And definitely we should not talk at great length about titty fucking. Oh. <laughs> None of that. We will have none of that. <laughs> none of that. Uh, and speaking of titty fucking, we got uh, venison on the line. Oh, it's venison. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Hello, venison. Shut up, bitch. You weren't supposed to call us and I clicked it. <laughs> we uh, are coming through, are we not? Uh, yeah, you're coming through. We hear you. Oh, hey, venison. How are you doing? For once it is. Hello, Brian. <laughs> Ah, now Good what's this about voice? you getting some Italian fruity strippers? <laughs> <laughs> Kinky. <laughs> yeah, not only that, there's also some ditty fucking going on, too. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Dude just uh, wrote I in, wow. that one coming, and I just, I, you, you caught me flat, buddy. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Brian's got uh, the Italian, Italian strippers. strippers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Edison. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, there is one you call it on with just that thought? Mm. <laughs> oh, well, actually, you know, I did go this. I wanted to go back to something else you just, you know, that he said. You know, about this thing about uh you know giving up all your possessions and all like that. <laughs> you know, just to reach some kind of what? <laughs> some kind of spiritual well, purity or well, something. You know, no. from a watch from what you're talking about the tiny house movement. No, yeah, that was about yeah, people, people that live in the tiny thinking. houses. You you don't have room for possessions in the tiny houses that they build. It's right. you know it's 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 more of a you know they look at the society where people own a house that they're forever paying off the debt of, and they decide that's not for me. I can afford to buy this you know small tiny little thing and not have any possessions, rather than you know be paying off the debt on the house. And I, I mean, teach, teach their own, teach their own. I I mean, like I said, these things are are pretty uh, cool. They're pretty slick. You know, the way yeah. they make them very efficient. And, and it'd be really cool to live in one for about a week. Yeah, yeah okay. I'll say, yeah. In, in fact, week. I looked at it. Because it brings up, you know, other groups 
and types of people and or organizations that actually had the same thought. You know, that, you know, you should be free of all your worldly possessions and stuff like that and follow our oh, way you know, of like life. A, like a religious, we'll just call it religious fanatics or something. Is that what you're saying? Well, well, maybe fanatics or maybe just another, you know, another society's way of life. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, but I would take away. I the, put uh, that, you know, across to many other people in general. No. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah. But you know, when I, 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 you know, I watch enough of the show. You see different people. Some people are just out. They don't want a mortgage anymore. Some of them. Oh no! It's you not get just the idea that they might have religious backing on it, but they won't say it on the show. Yeah, you know, but other people I, I, just I, I look at all this crap that we get together, and they say, "I'm sick of all this crap." And and I you think, know? and some of it is off the grid type of stuff too. You know, some of it is, yeah. But the whole idea of pooping in a bucket—I'm sorry—ain't gonna happen. Well, venison could tell you about that. No, it is a porta potty. <laughs> okay, but yeah, yeah, that's of... pouring it. That's pooping in a bu- into a bucket. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of is. All right, but hey, my my, my wife and I had owned in the in the eighties. We had owned a travel trailer for about a half a dozen years or so, and it didn't have a bathroom. It had a porta potty in a closet, <laughs> and the whole time we yeah. used it, we never used the porta potty. And it went with the trailer when we sold it. Yeah, but like I said, this whole idea of giving up your worldly possessions. No, I'm sorry, but you know, to live a life without you know owning a you know owning a nice van with a bedroom in it, without owning a owning a car that was slightly high performance, so you can travel everywhere you went. You know, to save your money, to not spend your money on anything, but to just save it and accumulate it. And not do anything at all, you know. Not to go to a amusement park, not to go fishing, not to have Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kremes or cakes and pies. You know, not to yeah, but well, but hang on, hang on, venison. Some of these people are doing this because they don't want to spend all the money on a mortgage. They'd rather do all of that oh, other no, stuff. I, I, I know about that. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm like so yeah. I'm looking at the broader picture here at people who are going. Off yeah. the hook and seal and try to deny all this stuff. No, when you send yeah. a yield of a life that's going down to, you know, having absolutely nothing but just, you know, some money that, you know, whatever money you get, you just hide away. You know, no, ain't going to happen. And, you know, but also, what, you know, what's the result of that? What kind of a life are you living? Well, you're not living a life. You're just existing. And and speaking of living a life, let me tell you who's, you know, got a great house and is living a life. It would be uh, our very own Dune here. I was going to say that, you know, the, those little tiny houses aren't big enough for my studio. Come on. They're not big enough for your dogs. No. And your dogs aren't you that can, big. You can They're get a larger tiny house just for your studio, Dune. You know what? I look at it this way. Like Compare... Compared to like the oil people that live in Dubai, I've got a tiny house, so I'm already there. <laughs> there you go. See, right, it's, all in per- right. it's all in perspective. Yeah, but how about those uh, oil people that live in uh, North Dakota? I don't think they're. I think they're living in something smaller than a tiny house. A lot of them are living in trailers. Okay, so what's your point? 
Well, I'm just I'm just <laughs> counterpointing what you were saying about Dubai. You know, I mean, yeah, that's I thought all, right, all oil know? men were rich. <laughs> yeah, that's... everyone's got a smaller house put next to something else. I don't know. That's true. Absolutely. Well, see, the thing, hey, venison. The thing about North Dakota, yeah, they may even be rich, but they can't build fast enough. So just people will pull up trailers and shit. Yeah, they're just we're living in trailers. For although, now, but... although yeah, now okay. that oil has gone into the shitter. Uh, I think people are still, leaving North Dakota. Yeah, in it's, it, it is. There's still plenty of jobs there, though. They're still doing okay. Yeah, it's not quite so, what it was, but hopefully it'll so, get back. So did yeah, we? Uh, the, big, the big oil companies have all been laying people off in big numbers. You're aware of that, right? Not as big as you think. I'm still working. Oh no, I've seen the numbers. <laughs> It's okay. It's a private industry. It'll do just fine. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, I mean, they go through cycles. That's normal. Anyway, Johnny, are you there? I am here. So, so raspberry pie, raspberry beer, raspberry beer. Subject. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's um, some raspberry beer on the way here, right? On, on the way. That's this, right. This hour's about making stuff. It doesn't yeah. have to and be I, a computer. And I did. I did say I was proud. By the way, I, I never get. To, we never did get to talk Sunday about venison, and he's here now. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I was proud of you, Venice, and because I, I told I, I told the story how I was going to see my grandkids, and I didn't want to yell at them when I got there, and I was listening to the venison on the way, and I said, "Listen, you got to be nice, man. <laughs> I don't want to scream at my grandkids when I get there." <laughs> but it worked out okay. Of course, venison needs a twelve-year-old to teach him how to use Skype. <laughs> now. <laughs> but I can work it just out. fine, but it didn't work. Yeah. So, Johnny, I, I didn't get to catch all of the uh, soldering. Did you? Is that well, got any better? Or yeah, still, yeah. I got I got starting? half. I got the connectors on on the longer wires for one of the heads. So I've got all the connectors I need for one of the heads. Uh, the other head, um, there was short wires that were put onto these connectors on this this board here. Uh, so I'm going to need to buy some uh, better wires for that. And plus, I've destroyed uh, many of the connectors in the process of uh, figuring out this technique. But I believe the connectors are the same size as connectors that you'd find on a, a turntable head shell. And so I have a turntable head shell here that one of the, my connectors broke on that. So that gives me three good connectors on here still. And, hey, they're already attached to short wires. So if I can get those off of there, I should be able to strip the other end and put those on there. And I, I think uh, bit by bit I should be able to get another eight connectors for uh, head number two on there. And then it's a matter of, uh, you know, uh, screwing things back together. Of course, that will still leave me with a Fostex that has an output coming straight off the heads without any preamplification. Uh, but I do have my Sanyo Q8 deck that I uh, modified into a, a, eight, a quad 8-track uh, head amp. And um, my thought was I could, you know, take that apart, take the insides of that out, and with all the space inside the Fostex where there used to be preamplification units, I could try to see if I could fit those boards in there and mount them down there somewhere and build the amplification into the unit. The problem is, is that I this this unit is doing eight tracks, two quadraphonic heads for either program. I only have one four-channel preamp unit, so I'd have to get a second 
uh, eight track deck of the same make and model, and I'd have to fit two of those whatever equipment is into there and then i gotta run power to those which i did buy a cheap digital multimeter so i could like measure power levels and figure out what needs to go to where all that good stuff so well, venison how's your how's your uh, soldering skills <laughs> the right okay, hand that, is that, that, trying that, to come that, that, back that, together that answered my question right there yeah <laughs> that's all we needed <laughs> no it was great before it was fantastic but you know because hopefully, this little hopefully hopefully you'll get it back yeah, because of the stroke, you know, the right hand's not yeah. doing as well. Well, that's what happens when you stroke it too much. You you know, wear out the wrists, uh-huh. and then you just uh, don't have the no. steady hand anymore. Use, no, I use the left hand for that. Ah, uh, okay. You, you. <laughs> so, that's all I can say is you. <laughs> oh, hey, well. you were talking so, about going fishing earlier, uh, Venison. Oh, I wish. You must be a masturbator. Oh, that was. I'm gonna say, is that gonna get a drum fill or not? I'm that not sure. that that's getting a drum <laughs> yeah, fill. That definitely. All right. The Italian strippers are better. The Italian strippers, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that. Uh, there, there for the Italian strippers. <laughs> that's not my favorite one though. No, my favorite was the one that doesn't quit. Oh. Um... <laughs> That's Remember, I, I cleared out my sound effects, so I'd have to find oh, it again. Oh, that's right. Had, no, that's okay. That's okay. You'll have to put that one back in someday. Uh, t- oh, oh, here we go. There's the extra that's long. That's it. That's, that's the, the one. one. <laughs> you didn't get rid of all of them. Oh, that I have the sounds. One. I just I don't have them programmed on the soundboard anymore. You, you know what? I used it on the show, so now I'm adding that one back to the soundboard. I think you uh, should. Now look at you, done. In case, ever, in case I ever throw a zinger out there, you can. Right, right. There we go. Now I got it. There. there it is. Oh, before I let you guys go, I'll, I'll get back to listen though. Brian, do you got new pie things going on or? Uh, I, I, some stuff. Uh, and, and how just much is from the much? main project? <laughs> what? How, and how, how many is too, is too many when it comes to having those little projects? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have I to ask I because I, I don't think I'm there starting, is I'm starting to get into the same situation with the beer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because you you get an idea. Okay, I'm going to try this, this, this one, and then this one, and then this one. Yeah, and then you know it, yeah. it comes down to prioritizing the most interesting. That's right? it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, like absolutely. you know, I uh, heck, I'd be I've been doing quad converting, and with quad converting, I I got a multitude of projects in in, in there. You know, I got the the unit seems to be rebuilt. Uh, I I got this involve uh, decoder that I'm supposed to put together some type of a shootout and a review for that these guys in Australia sent me for free on the condition I review it like nearly a year ago now. Uh, so I'm really slacking there. I need to get back on that project. I've been playing around with the Raspberry Pi with the uh, video games on there. Uh, plus, I started discovering how to uh, software decode CD4 quadraphonic records. So, yeah, I got way too many. I, I need to pick one and finish it. <laughs> Well, like one thing that I hate is you get distracted by some project. Uh, well, let me check this thing out. So I was, I think it was last week, I was talking about the Boink projects where, you know, you're looking for aliens or for cure for cancer. There was a project mm-hmm. for cure for malaria, all this kind of stuff. There were some of these other projects that had to do with Bitcoin. Okay. Right. Well, I don't know a lot about Bitcoin, but okay, whatever. 
So there's two projects that I started on Bitcoin. One of the things you just run it and it goes for our days and you forget about it. And then there's this other one. It has these little short work units. But, you know, like I'd throw it on a Windows machine and it would crap out. Oh, with the virus and the virus caught it or malware caught it. What the hell is this? So I was researching on, you know, what the heck this thing is, why it is, why it's tripping up on malware. And so I'm going into that guy's website and he uses something called a data miner. Okay. Right. And he refers you to this link to this GitHub where the guy that developed this data miner. And you're reading all this kind of stuff and you kind of go, okay, so one thing I know is that this data mining stuff is what hackers use. That's why the malware and whatever are tripping over these things. Now, this guy that's doing the Bitcoin research, I don't think he's a bad dude that's, you know, nef doing something nefarious. He's just doing his project. But, you know, it is disconcerting that he's using his primary tool is a tool that hackers use. Well, so kind of in the end, I kind of go, well, I don't think I don't want to be running this project. Because, in fact, he <laughs> never describes... How does the fucking thing work? How does it work? What does it do? Well, you I don't know, know. tools have bad use and good use. I mean, so it's oh, and, and I think that sucks that you have these antivirus programs that just automatically assume, oh, it's this type of a tool that's bad. Let's shut it down. And I'm running into that problem myself. You know, with my uh, for some right, reason right. it doesn't like my MLP encoder. And uh, in fact, the only reason for me, well, there's two, there's two reasons to say I'm not going to run this project anymore. Number one is hard to get information what is the thing really doing right. and what's the benefit the bigger mankind or whatever okay the other thing is that he calculates credits that are tracked by the boink status people and whatever because it's all about you know we're not making any money we're collecting credits well in a day in a typical project you maybe get 50 credits or whatever Mm. Well, this project, you're getting 10,000 credits a day. My CPU isn't going any faster. You know, it's based on CPUs. You know, how is he coming up with He's not using a standard method of creating the credits to issue to people. And I don't like that. He's not playing by the game rules. I don't think he's doing anything bad, but he's not playing the game rules. So, so, because it sounds too good second. to be true, you think he's up to something and you're not touching it. Well, I don't want to run a project because it's not running by the rules. You know. Well, what rules are he violating? Well, the the one this rule that he's violating is this is how you calculate credits, and that's based on. You know, mega flops, blah, blah, is, blah. Is there any rule that says you can't calculate a different way that's more efficient and has better results? I mean, I, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. No, he's making it. Well, he's not saying how he issues the credits. Uh -huh. He's just issuing credits. I don't know what it's based on, but it's not based on mega flops. Okay. So, you know, that's an excuse on the list of the other excuse being, unfortunately, this tool can be used by others in a nefarious way. Right. Not that I think that he is, but other people are 
So I just rather not. Right. Let's just put it that yeah, way. it's, it's, did, it's you, did you run it for a little while? Yeah, I ran, I ran it for a couple of days. Okay. Then I blame you. My my Bitcoin went from eighty dollars. <laughs> your your Bitcoin's dropped in value. Yeah. Oh. It, it was eighty three, and now it's eighty. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. It, it I'm cents still, I'm still or plus. cents no, or dollars? No, I'm actually oh, that's still twenty dollars ahead. Wow, that's good. Yeah, I, I stuck it out. Cool. Cool. Oh, I sold mine and bought donuts. Yep. <laughs> no donuts. All right. Much. Yeah, I I was like, this ain't going nowhere. I'm I'm getting out while I'm still even, and uh, I'm not even sure how to get out. I think I'm just in for life. <laughs> Uh, well, isn't the idea that you just spend it? Uh, well, you, well, I, I think you can. I don't know how. Though. Well, we, well, you have an account with Bitcoin uh, wallet that you transferred the cash in to Bitcoin, and then you then you take it out. I think you you go through the site and do a withdrawal. Okay. But uh, sure. uh, Brian, did you generate any Bitcoin with any of these uh, tools? Is that what they're doing? No. 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 Actually, in fact, what this guy does, and again, I don't understand how it works. But he's uh, looking, he's involved in uh, some of these group fund projects, you know, the, you know, crowdfunding. You know, so in fact, one of the other things is uh, looking for data uh, in mapping the universe, okay? The Milky Way, I should say. Okay, so there's this Milky Way project, and there's this uh, Bitcoin crowdfunding you know, pulling up donations for this guy. Well, okay, so wait a minute. How is it that if you wanted to no donate your bitcoins to this project, why isn't that just done? What do you need this third party to do? Use this data mining tool to complete the transaction. I, I don't get it. See, that's what I don't get. Hmm. You know, maybe it's something simpler, or maybe I'm trying to overthink this, but. Uh, well, if it doesn't make sense to you, it probably doesn't make sense. Yeah. I don't know. Right, right. All right, guys, I better get back in, so I will catch you Okay, there. well, catch cool. Me, uh, you catch their trouble in. and venison. Oh, I, I, one of the reasons I called, venison, you were talking about the tiny house thing, just real quick. I saw mm -hmm. I saw an episode of that today, and uh, one of the episodes, this girl had a toilet, sort of. It was a toilet seat on a box with a bucket. And that was her. I that was her I tiny. That, I think that I was saw her that tiny one. house toilet, and I was like, "Hmm." And she had the horse trough as a bathtub, right? That's the one. Yes. Now, now does yeah, yeah. I watched that one. Well, yeah. this is a regulation medical toilet. <laughs> uh, well, she said. Yeah, she said she was going to use it to compost, and she was actually living on a friend's land. I was like, I wonder if the friends realize that she's going to be doing this. <laughs> she's going to take the. And I did like it. The friend says, "I can't wait to use it." That was hilarious. Actually, that's not such a bad idea. Uh huh. It almost reminds no. me of that guy, named, that guy named Tickle on that on that Moonshine show. He had one. He used to do profound thoughts, and one of his thoughts I'll leave you guys with: If you have a cat in your house, you've got a box of shit. There you go. <laughs> that is very true. Absolutely. That's very true. All right, guys. Absolutely. Take care. All right. Bye. Yeah, bye. Now, unless Actually, you have, he's got a point about the compost thing. Because believe it or not, when you pour it into the ground and cover it over, you know, nature does take effect. You know, all the bugs, worms, and everything else, 
when you dig it up, like maybe a couple months later, it's you know there's basically worm dirt in there. You know, it's pure. Oh, yeah. It's been converted oh, yeah. back to pure soil. <laughs> Absolutely. They actually, really in fact, she was. Soil. They didn't go into it, but she did suggest that she had a composting something or other outside of her of her house. So I take it she would take her bucket and empty it into this composting deal. I don't know if it was just a hole in the ground or a container or whatever. They did not say. They didn't even give any hints. You know, some of the, so. these things that, you know, um, for some people, uh, great ideas and more power to you if you want to do that. Uh, everybody's yeah. be reading an article about people that will uh, um, make use of uh, reusable toilet paper. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like they have like scraps or rags or whatever. And, and, and you have like a trash can with a lid on it, I'd assume, uh, to dispose the, you know, you got the clean one in the container right. and, and, and the, dis, the the container to dispose them into. And, 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 and then the, the worst load of laundry you'll ever do in your life is done at some point uh, when, when that <laughs> can is filled up. And, and then you have a nice, you know, clean set yeah. of uh, toilet paper rags uh, to start over. Uh, uh, but, yeah, there are people no. that do that. Right now, it, you know, a Ugh. lot of um, well, you know, never tiny houses, use that washing you plug machine into again. you plug into a solar, a, a septic system, or you do what the RVs do, and you have a conventional toilet or like a that's like a marine head that goes to a black tank, and so the crap is storing up in the black tank, and once in a while you have to go empty that. Right. And uh, and the guy that I follow on YouTube, this guy Blacktop Boondocker, uh, he had a video where he says, "Here's how you empty your black tank," which, you know, you just kind of go, "Oh, that's disgusting." But no, he, you know, he did it. He just did it. You know, this is how you do it. You know, you go to the dump station, you hook it up, you spray this stuff off with a little hose, and open the valves and all this kind of crap and rinse it all out and all, you know. Right. You, know, you don't want to have to think about that stuff, but hey, if you've got an RV or a trailer, you got to do that stuff. You got to learn how to do it. Shit's got to go some somewhere. some other means where you're forced to do that stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey. Can't always take in all the luxuries that we have for granted. Anyways, right. uh, we have uh, another call coming in. Oh, we don't have another call coming in. Uh oh, lost him. Yeah, we had unknown phone number calling, and the call went when I tried to pick it up. Uh, very oh, well. sorry, caller. Uh, hey, caller, try it again. Yeah, but uh, so we were talking. We were talking about poop, right? <laughs> I think we got that shit covered. Uh, yeah. yeah, they they talk about that a lot on Gross Ology. <laughs> It's just a weird show for the, oh man, why do they even put that on that channel? Which I'm oh. sure which show? It's called Grossology. It's on Cubo. It's gotta be the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Hey, guess what? I haven't seen that. Grossology. Oh, well. <laughs> why it, okay. All right. Oh, it's pretty sick. <laughs> uh and yeah, they do fight villains that use poop, slime, mucus, vomit, <laughs> pus, blood. Oh, God. 
Speaking, I don't really like to watch that guy. Uh, was it Zimmerman that does that uh, bizarre foods? Oh yeah, he's I used usually to eating something that's kind of gross. Uh, you know, you know. Yeah, when he pulls the worms out of the log and there's a little live, and he just starts downing them. I just realized. Yeah, I'm I'm not into that shit, you know, uh, or that stuff. I just realized I, I created the YouTube stream on the wrong channel this week. What? What is this on the Johnny channel? Yeah, it's on the Johnny channel. Because, oh my gosh. Because I've normally logged into the Johnny channel on YouTube, so now this is annoying that I have to remember right, to log right. out and log into the right thing every time I want to do anything. Can uh, is, it, is it something you can move from one channel to the other? Not easily. Or do you have to download it and re-upload it or some crap I'd probably like have that. to do some crap like that. But no, anyways, yeah. I, I wanted to, uh, it, it, this this past weekend, I, you, know, you ever do that thing where you find something interesting on YouTube and then it links to something else interesting and, you know, next thing you know, you're like watching a, a bunch of uh, videos with the same person or the same theme. And and I, I gotta say, I found uh, this one YouTube channel that that this guy is the worst. He's the absolute worst at at, at YouTube channels, but he he covers interesting enough topics. I watched a few of of his videos, and I just I just need to find his account. Uh, I'm trying to find it now, and I've I've lost it. No, that's not it. Uh, that's way too produced to be uh, anything. Uh, no, that's not right either. But this guy does a, a, a theme of, about where he talks about an abandoned place on each episode, and and you know it's interesting. He got he has a history, uh, how, how what it used to be, do, how it became to be abandoned, and he's got pictures of it. But he's always like laughing at himself and umming and eyeing, and it, it, it's uh, you know it's funny. I was watching tons of this guy's videos. They were showing up automatically when I went to YouTube today. I go to look at them, and I can't find this guy for the life of me. Well, you could go into your history and see what you've pulled up. Or do you just have that many videos that you've watched? Uh, where's my history? There's a tab for it on uh, on YouTube. Let's see. Toward the top. Near oh, there your we go. Account. History, history. Okay. Um, let's see. There, oh, oh, yeah. Here's here's the guy. Oh, it is this guy. So yeah, this. But the... All right. So he has some sound effects. That helps. What is up, guys? My name is Jake. Welcome to Abandoned, episode 11. <clears throat> I'm not even going to go through the normal crap. Uh, let's get straight into it. So what are we talking about today? Ladies and gentlemen, you guys have been asking for this for quite a while. Um, river Country. We're doing River Country, finally. Um, yeah, you know what? Nothing. Let's just get right into it. Right, so, as Walt Disney World opened in 1971, Economical Times... And this is one of his better videos. Disney needed a separate attraction like Discovery Island. Here we go. Let's try this one. This is the he does a lot of abandoned Disney things. Although the theme is just abandoned things in general, but I just you know I, I click on it. It looks cool. He's got a nice picture, and he's just got what awful narrating skills. My name is Jake. Welcome back to Abandoned Episode Twelve. Uh, before we start the video, I just want to say, uh, uh, for some of you that may know, I went on a Disney vacation recently, and I, uh, my last day there, I got to meet up with some uh, people who watch our videos, 
And I just want to give a shout out to Kira and Sydney. They honestly truly made my last day at Disney extremely amazing. We got we got the threesome. I uh, I did Space Mountain for the first time. We walked around the wet and sad and cold Magic Kingdom, and uh, it, it was a. Uh, well, you get the idea. This is the one that I watched at first. I was like, "Oh my god, this guy is the worst." The the uh, Disney Skyway. What is up, guys? My name is Jake. Um, how how's it going? My uh, it's, uh God, there's so many things going through my mind. Uh, it's 9:38 right now. I gotta do this because I was I kept pushing it back and back because I had a lot of plans today. And uh, I finally got to do it. Uh, but hey, I got the iPhone 6. And the iPhone 6, let me tell you, it is friggin' fantastic. Uh, I, I just realized there's going to be a lot of black screen until now. So this is how not to do a YouTube channel is what I'm getting at. I've heard a lot of channels that are like that, though. <laughs> and, and that's what actually kind of scares me off from putting out more material. Because I, I would sound just like that. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, is we sound like this together, so, you know, it's okay. Whereas this guy sounds like that by himself. By himself, 1,024 yeah. years of YouTube material, and you picked that one. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Yes, but I ended up watching, like, you know, five of his videos because they were interesting. He gives interesting information. He has nice pictures. He just... <laughs> Can't narrate for shit. Um, if you could hire someone else to do the talking and write the script, right, maybe right, right. we'd but, have a YouTube channel. But this is all uh, amateur level. I mean, that's what YouTube is. Yeah. You know, not good enough for, uh, you know, shall we say a paid production. You know, there ain't no talent there. Look the other way. Well, right? there's plenty of talent on YouTube. It's just that most of the channels aren't. But there are there are the money generating channels on YouTube. Like ah, Rhett, forget that. Like you know, going back what, 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 But anybody can take their channel and say, "I'm going to monetize." Right. Right. Now, some people don't have the delusion that they're going to actually make money on it. Okay. Like I know us. a lot of people. In fact, like this one person says, "Well, I'm monetizing basically because." Um, a monetized channel has better features to it. You know, you can upload a bunch of stuff and schedule, you know, the things to be released. So you don't have a, you know, 10 videos all at once that are coming out. You see what I'm saying? Right. And, and, and so they're, they, they like that feature, but you know, I mean, I didn't monetize mine cause I don't give a crap and yeah, that sounds like a neat feature, but, uh, again, I don't give a crap. I'm not putting out that much stuff. You know, I've got this stuff from this Maker Fair. I want to edit together a little bit and toss it out there. I don't think it'll be great, but somebody might be interested. Uh, there's a guy from Adafruit that posted some uh, video from day one, two, and three. And it's basically he's just walking around with a camera and has the sound on. He's picking up sound effects and he's doing. Video. In fact, when you watch the video, it's kind of jittery and stuff like this. I get the idea it's on purpose so that he doesn't have to worry about people's faces, you know, because it doesn't focus on enough you can recognize anybody. Interesting. So, you know, it's kind of a cool effect. If you go to the Adafruit, you know, channel, you can see his stuff about the Maker Fair. 
And this guy <laughs> that does it is this guy, uh, Tony D, he calls himself. Um, he does a bunch of videos that typically are long, typically technical. You know, uh, you know, it's cool that he does these videos, but, you know, he's got my level of talent. You know, he's not, <laughs> he's not super great. He's just smart. He's an engineer. He has something interesting to say. I watch his videos because, you know, it's, it's stuff I'm into. So, cool. Yeah, need more animal fucking videos. Are we coming to the end of our uh, time? Yeah, we've reached the 10 o'clock hour uh, on the East Coast. Holy crap. 7 o'clock your time. And we hardly even got into the Maker's Fair. No, no. Cool. Well, we got that That's video. Cool the video is coming. Stay tuned for your video. The video is coming. Yeah. I'll post a link. And, and, uh, of course, on Johnny's channel because... Well, we'll, 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 we'll tweet a link. This, this... Okay. Oh, we'll tweet a link. Yeah, yeah there you yeah, go. When you post your video, we'll tweet the link. Absolutely. And yeah. We'll retweet the link, and then it'll get buried under a bunch of kitty pictures that Neo posts. <laughs> oh, is she picked up on uh, on the three pages? I scrolled of kitten pictures, and I was like, "Oh my god, what is wrong with Brian?" No, no, they weren't you. They were all Neo, all kittens, yeah, all I'm, day long. I think I'm down to one <laughs> or two a day because. I, I check in to see what George is doing, and I'll retweet what George is doing. Right. Uh, George the Emperor Cat. Yeah. Uh, and uh, sometimes I'll make some statement along with it, so I'll retweet it with with uh, extra text. Um, right. You know, share something to you personally, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, hey, I saw this cute cat on uh, on you on uh, no, Yeah, but you know, we like we like Neo. Um, well, I don't know about venison, but we like Neo. And uh, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, but I just thought it was funny that you know how she just went like totally nuts over the kitty pictures that uh, this past weekend. You know what you do yeah. is you retweet them too. Uh, yeah, no. No, you won't. Because you want to, you know, pass the interests of your friends um, along in Twitter land. Piss off your friends. I, you know, I, I, I believe in the importance of being selective of your retweets. Oh. I know. This is why it's called Twitter. Why? Because it's filled with a bunch of twits? All kinds of, whatever it is. Yeah, really. Well, on that note, it's time to put another fun-filled edition. My retweets have been kind of tame lately. Time to put another fun-filled edition of insert title here to bed. But we do try to be educational here. So, Brian, what have you learned this week? Whoo, that's a long list. I think. What did I learn? I forget what I learned. Oh, uh, what did we talk about again? Uh, oh, I thought it was really interesting on on your tape heads and 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 that detail there. Oh, we didn't really quite get into your soldering skills though, did we? Uh, they've improved, but uh, and and okay. I I got half of the soldering done for this part of the project. Now, basically, I'm going to finish up the connectors on the other half. And, and try to put it back together and, and see if that much works. And if that much works, then I'm going to start thinking about dealing with the electronics inside and uh, right. throwing some quad-eight-track deck parts inside of here to 
get the amplification built back in. Yeah, so there are these these little Weird. chips that have flat arms that you solder on top of a board. Uh-huh. Flat pack or something, I forget what they're called. And Adafruit has this video on how to solder those things on and the technique to use to do that. And, you know, kind of watch that kind of stuff like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. But I wouldn't be able to see any of that shit. Oh. Uh, my eyes are just not. I have to, I have to get out that micro magnifying glass and yeah. see if, uh, you know, yeah. Some of the detailed stuff, yeah, is, is at the edge of my limitations. Yeah. How about so. you, Venison? What have you learned? Well, I've learned that I don't really want to look up the website of uh, fruity Italian strippers. Oh, I thought you were talking about shitting in a box in a in a pail. <laughs> and I've learned that uh, I don't use a box. I've learned that potato pizza porn is a thing. And potato on that note, pizza porn. What? Potato pizza porn? Yeah, potato pizza that porn. That was earlier in the show. Did you miss that one? Well, you know, Gotham was on. It was good. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And All on right. that note, uh, thank you everyone for tuning in. And be sure to check out nhbradio.com. Follow us on Twitter at Johnny Gators, at Brian Blues, and at NHB Radio. Um, oh, we'll be back next week. Uh, Vamp will be on tomorrow. And uh, Five Hit with Dune Saturdays on uh, Heat FM Radio. And Dune and Bob Show on Sundays right here on nhbradio.com. And then is a Suez returned. Huh? <laughs> on every place that's not No Holds Barred. <laughs> All right. Thank you everyone for listening. Good night. And on that note... Off the air. There we go. We're off. Yeah. Let's see. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Oh, did Venison hang up? Yeah. Oh, he hung up. You still there, Venison? Nope, he's not. Oh, well. Yeah, that was a good show. Yeah, that was cool that he called in. I, I like that. And and Dune calling in. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're getting into a groove here. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I'll, you, know. you know, in fact, when it comes to the half, in fact, I noticed, I think it was like last week, we hit the halfway point. It's like, wow, that first hour went fast. And then this week, not only that came up fast, but, oh, it's at the end. Oh, wow. That came up fast, too. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Two hours do fly by. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. Well, if we get into the total groove, maybe we'll consider going to three hours, but we'll 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 stick with this for a while. This yeah, for now I'm happy yeah. to be off the air at ten and have an extra hour to unwind before I think about getting ready for bed. Uh, but uh, you know I could do three hours if 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 I find a point where it's like uh, you know fuck it let's go another hour you know that might happen at some point down the road. But right now I think I, we got just enough show. Well, it will suck if you get this job and you got that an extra hour of commute. That yeah. will suck. Yeah. Well, um, it's it's not as bad yeah. as California because keep in mind, California, I was doing this. I was starting at eight, which was really starting at yeah. five. So I was getting out of work at four, drive home, eat dinner, and, and go right on the air. 
Um, right, whereas right. here, you know, I, I don't start till eight. So, you know, if I get out of work at four thirty, I get home at, you know, five thirty six ish. I still have a few hours right. before the show starts. So yeah, that, that's not going to be that big a deal for me. Well, fine. but even still, if you're going to 11, then you go to bed. Yeah, to we might. What, 4 a.m. or whatever that is to, to, to get to work. Uh, well, I'd probably get up at like, you know, I'd, I'd get up as late as possible to just get up, throw on pants and head down to the train station. Right, right. I'll figure that out. You know, I'll go early the first yeah. few times and get into a groove and figure out how much time I need to be ready. Because at least, like, my, I, I got to tell you, 95 here uh, is just uh, getting really uh, awful with the rush hour traffic all of a sudden. Uh, it, it was bad when I first moved here, and then it got it, it got not so bad over the winter, and and then it started getting bad again, and then it just it, it's gotten worse than I've ever seen it here. Uh, I actually had to set my alarm an extra fifteen minutes earlier because I I I normally get to work fifteen minutes early. I was getting to the point where I was rolling into the parking lot right on time. And, you know, I don't have a boss that's on my case, you know, why are you five minutes late? So, you know, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. But when I'm consistently showing up at work, like right at the time I'm supposed to be there or five minutes late, it's like, OK, I need to move up my routine 15 minutes. And it's not helping. Right. Any. I, I mean, I'm, I'm getting to work 15 minutes early again, but it's still taking longer to commute. Even, you know, 15 minutes is not giving me much of a head start on the rush. I don't know what the fuck is going on in this area. But it's just absolutely a nightmare. Ninety-five. So uh, taking the the train, it, the train station, I could probably walk to the train station in this town. It'd be a fifteen-minute walk. I probably won't. I'll probably just drive and park in the parking lot um, just to spare now, when me. When does school uh, run out out there? Is that goes into June? I'm not sure. Because that can be a big, shall we say, change of uh, you know. Change of the schedules and the timing of everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing is I I set my clock 15 minutes earlier. Now on my way to the to to the highway, I always get stuck behind a school bus that's got to stop every fucking 10 feet. Right. Yeah. You don't want to be on that schedule. And it's yeah. like, oh, great. So school hasn't got out yet. No. Yeah. So that was the fun of being at Tharco. We had the high school to go by. If you bypass that, then you had those elementary schools and whatever. Right. You know, Bachman. Well, that was that, Bachman was annoying on a on on a Wednesday during a half day because they see it seemed to be they always decided right. to take a half day on the day that we all decided to go to lunch. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, anyways, I'm gonna uh, you know uh, see what Kristen's up to. But I'll uh, catch you later. All right. Have a good week. All right, you too. Take it easy.